All right, this week we got a lot of things to talk about because we're going to wrap up a whole bunch of things that we have been seeing online and in different podcasts and different places, and we're going to address a whole lot of issues on today's podcast because we're going to try to wrap up a whole bunch of things that have been smaller issues, not enough for a full podcast. We're going to get into whether, well, is a woman being obedient by being a pastor? Is a pastor really a CEO? All kinds of crazy nonsense going out there on the internet, and we're going to deal with it right here. Welcome to The Rap Report with Andrew Rappaport, where we provide biblical interpretations and applications. This is a ministry of striving for eternity in the Christian podcast community. For more content or to request a speaker for your church, go to strivingforeternity.org. Alrighty, I am your host, Andrew Rappaport. I am the Executive Director of Striving for Eternity Ministries. We are a discipling ministry. We produce things like this podcast, The Rap Report. And we are very grateful that you listen every week. You can listen to our daily episodes, only two minutes long. Yes, we can do a two-minute podcast and give you tons of content in just two minutes. So the nice thing about that, it's daily, it's quick, and you can get a lot of good teaching right out of the way first thing in the morning if you want. But uh, we want to give some shout-outs and also address some issues that we've been seeing online and other podcasts and things that just, well, some things need to be addressed because, well, maybe no one else is doing it. And we are grateful for those who are listening. I do, I should give, because I don't think that I gave a shout-out to... Uh, Scott from Theology Driven, Scott Hunt, who was the winner of the Preacher's Bible giveaway that we had. I think on Theology Answers, they call him Scott Too Hot, but I don't know why. I'm not going to go there to try to figure that one out. That's a podcast, by the way. They drive around, supposedly. I have not seen video evidence that they're actually in a car when they are doing that. Uh, I think that I can perfectly make sounds of being inside a car right from the comforts of my own home. I've done that on previous podcasts, but, uh, you know, we're waiting for them to hear this when they're driving. They have such ADD that that may actually happen one of these times. But uh, but there, it's a great podcast, Theology Driven, where we are glad that Scott was able to get his new preacher's Bible. He did an unboxing, and uh, we're glad for that. So congratulations, Scott. Uh, we'll probably be doing another giveaway in another couple of months, and we look forward to seeing who may win then. But I wanted to address some different things in this podcast, this week that I've been seeing online, some things I think need to be addressed, should be dealt with. And I think that one of the things I listened to a podcast, a gentleman, I don't even remember the podcast, sorry, um, probably a good thing, because this is going to be one of those more negative ones. He was interviewing two women that were making a, uh, basically a pitch for uh, for feminism. They, they're very much involved in women's rights and and things dealing with women. And there are a lot of female podcasts out there, a lot of good female podcasters. We're going to mention some later on. But the reality is, there. this interview had two women, and one of the things was that one of the women made this statement. I don't have the audio clip, but she basically was saying that she had been a pastor previously, and now she works for some company, 
And the argument she said was that she's giving her testimony was that she was a pastor because she was being obedient to God. Well, I hate to disagree with someone in their testimony, but you know what? I was recently in Manti, Utah, where I speak to many Mormons, and they all have a testimony too. So just because someone has a testimony doesn't mean it's true. She said that she was a pastor because she was being obedient to God? Really? What does Scripture say? Well, this is what 1 Timothy chapter 2 says when Paul is writing this, and he says, I, this is verse 12, I do not permit a woman to teach or have or exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first and then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became the transgressor. And so what you see in those couple of verses is that what she was doing was not obedience to God. What she was doing is called sin. Yeah, that's right. I just said it. Uh, a woman who takes the role of a pastor is not being obedient because Scripture says she should not be teaching or having authority over a man. Wait a minute, Andrew. Wait a minute. There's someone saying, that's just, that's just Paul. Really? What's Paul's argument? Whenever we took a look at Scripture, please do not read into it what you wish it would say, but read what it actually says. Look at the argument Paul makes. He has two reasons why he says he does not permit this. And by the way, if you say this is just Paul's words, this is Paul in a letter. If you take our class that we have at Striving for Eternity, a class on biblical hermeneutics, how to interpret the Bible, we have 20 lessons. You could take those classes on our YouTube channel for free. That's how we make our money, by the way. So we offer those for free. You will know that the very first thing I say to do whenever interpreting a passage of Scripture is what type of genre or literature is it. We look at this literature and we see it is instructional. This is not a narrative. This is not giving something where someone's just giving thoughts of historical accounts. This is Paul giving instruction by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He says, I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet for or because. Here's the purpose clause. Because Adam was formed first. Does that sound cultural? Does that sound like it's the Roman culture? Not at all. This is Paul making an argument from the creation order. So the very first thing you see here is that by the creation order, this is why a woman should not teach or have exercise authority over a man, because Adam was formed first. That's creation. So the first argument he makes is the creation order. The second is the sin order. He says, uh, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became the transgressor. So what you see in Scripture is two reasons why a woman should not teach and have exercise authority over a man, and it is because of the creation order and the sin order, order, both of them going back to Adam and Eve, not the culture. This has nothing to do with the Roman culture, because he's going back to the culture of Adam and Eve? Really? He was 4,000 years removed from them, 2,000 from us. Um, he might be closer in culture to us, just saying. Also, when you look in both First Timothy and Titus, when they give the instructions for who should be a pastor, you don't see anything related to females. It is... 
all related to the male gender. Now, when it comes to deacons, this is where I would differ from some. I do think that there is a ability in the scriptures to read this as when it's they're having deacons, where it says deacons' wives. I think it's the women. And so I would see roles of a deacon when they are acting in a servant role that you can have male and female deacons. And the scripture allows for that, but it doesn't allow for female pastors anywhere. Oh, but wait, but wait, Andrew, what are you going to say about Deborah? Well, go and read Judges. Deborah warned Barak that this was a problem, that he was to be the leader, and that her acting that role was a judgment on him. So she was basically saying, yeah, this is not the right role that I should be fulfilling. And she recognized that he was the proper leader. So this is the reality. When you take the arguments that people will say, well, what about Priscilla and Aquila? Show me where she is the authority over the man or teaching in a place of teaching. It just mentions both of them together. It doesn't define which roles they have. So, you know, when you hear women that say, well, I'm just being a pastor because I'm being obedient to God. No, no, you're not. You're in sin. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if I truly love you, if I truly care for you, is that not what I should be telling you, the truth of God's word? Look, this isn't my word. There are plenty of females that are probably better instructors of God's word than I am. I don't doubt that one bit. But the reality, I don't get to set the rules. God has established this headship of male leadership when it comes to teaching of God's word. And I don't get to choose what type of commands God gives that I like and which ones I don't, I accept all of them or I'm in sin. And that's the same for this woman. I feel bad for because she really felt and believes probably that she's being obedient to Christ in a role that was actually disobedience. And this is the thing that we end up seeing. We see this over and over again. People who who want to believe things that are in Scripture that just are not in Scripture. And we are going to have to tell the truth to people. You know, there's a conference going to be coming on. Uh, I, I don't actually know. Maybe, maybe it's already happened. A rejo- revoice conference where they want to try to make a voice for gay Christians. Now, here's a simple question I have. If you want to make a voice for gay Christians, why don't you have a voice for the rapist Christians? I mean, there's people who claim to be Christians and, and they may rape women. H- how about the serial murderer Christian? How about the that gossiping Christian? I mean, why do we sit there and say that there's one sin that we got to find a way to make them more acceptable in the church? Should people who have a lust for people of the same sex be comfortable in church? Yeah, just like that someone who has a lust for someone of the opposite sex. They should recognize that that lusting is a sinful behavior, a sinful temptation, a sinful thought. They need to repent of that, and they need to avoid that, and they can still be Christian. But I don't make excuses for people who are going to go out there and say, well, you know, I'm a a gay Christian. If you're going to identify yourself as a gay Christian, Christian, then I'm going to question what your really what your real motive is. Is it really that you're a Christian, or is it that you want to force your lifestyle upon other Christians to make them accept what you maybe want to believe is natural, 
or to accept that this is the way you were born and therefore it should be something we should all understand. You know what? The serial murderer can argue that he was born that way. The rapist can argue he was born that way. That does not justify what he does and it does not justify the thinking that goes on within our minds. Just because a heterosexual person lusts after people of the opposite sex, it doesn't justify it, and they definitely should not identify themselves that way as a Christian. In other words, someone shouldn't come into a church and say, well, I'm an adulterous Christian. I've committed adultery in the past, but I'm trying not to anymore, but I want you to accept me as an adulterous Christian. I wouldn't accept that either. I'm just going to be consistent. You're either a Christian or you're not. And if you are identifying yourself as something other than Christ, then you have to wonder what is your real motive and what is the real thing you is your ultimate authority and what you're submitting to. See, as a Christian, we are like Christ. That's the goal. We're little Christians. That's what the word meant. When they were first called Christians, it was because, it was actually an insult, by the way. Maybe you don't realize that. They said, look at these people. They're little Christs. They want to be like Jesus. They're little Christs. And the Christians took that on as a badge of honor. Yes, that's exactly right. We want to be like Christ. We're little Christs. I like that name. That's what we are. You know, sometimes we use different names to identify ourselves. Some people say they're believers, some people say they're evangelical. We're, we're trying to find good labels. But understanding what Christian meant, I, I like that label. We are little Christ. We want to be made more and more in the image of Christ. Not in a sin and Christ. Not an adulterous Christian. Not a gay Christian. Not a lying Christian. I don't care what sin you put in front of it. We are either Christian and want to be more like Christ, or we don't. If we want to be identified by some sinful behavior or sinful thinking that we have and still say we're Christian, I just don't think that we're really Christian. Just saying. So with that, we want to deal with some other issues that we've seen online. I want to uh, play a quick commercial and then I want to get to some, well, actually, I'm going to get to some that people actually say some nice things about me, which is kind of crazy. Ding dong! Jehovah's Witnesses. Ding dong! Mormons. Christian, are you ready to defend the faith when false religions ring your doorbell? Do you know what your Muslim and Jewish friends believe? You will if you get Andrew Rappaport's book, What Do They Believe? When we witness to people, we need to present the truth, but it is very wise to know what they believe, and you will get Andrew Rappaport's book at whatdotheybelieve.com. Can you answer the following questions for your children or for the person to whom you are witnessing? Number one, is the New Testament reliable? Two, can you explain the Trinity to me? Three, how is Jesus both God and man? And a slew of other questions you will be able to answer if you get Andrew Rappaport's new book, What Do We Believe? It will help you a ton. Get your copy at whatdowebelievebook.com, whatdowebelievebook.com. You know, we shouldn't be all negative here, but addressing things that podcasters say and then 
bad way. Let, let's say some positive. There was actually a podcast I listened to recently, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, especially those that are part of the Christian podcast community. Uh, I have a commitment that I will listen to at least one, but I try to listen to really three episodes of everybody who podcasts in the Christian podcast community on Facebook. That group is open to any Christian podcasters or people that are looking to podcast. What we do is we want to help podcasters. It's Kind of like, well, what did Jesus say? Go and make disciples. That's right. And we're seeking to make disciples in many different ways at Striving Fraternity, one of which is in podcasting. We want to take what we have learned in podcasting and help others to produce really good quality Christian podcasts. Why? Well, because there's a lot of bad podcasts out there, not just in content, but sometimes in quality, sometimes because people don't know what to do. And the reality is we got a whole world of atheists and false religions that they got some really good, high quality junk. And we want to produce good quality truth to counteract it so people have a truth to go to. And so we seek to help folks out. I try to listen to all of those podcasts that are in there. And every once in a while, I hear things like, well, this, after they actually played one of our commercials. We're back with more Growth Project Radio. We are live on Facebook. If you haven't uh, visited our Facebook page, it's at Growth Project US. You can watch us live every Tuesday night. I'm Robert Houghton, and with me is Dr. Danny Purvis. Danny, did you hear the, the new commercial? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. That's Andrew Rappaport. He's, uh, he, you know, I listen to his podcast. Great podcast. It's yeah. a, he has a two minute podcast, so he's kind of beating out your five minute one. <laughs> yeah, but really, what can you get done in two minutes? <laughs> that's a good question. Well, he, <laughs> honestly, he he does a great job in two minutes. He's a he's an apologist. Anybody's interested in apologetics? Oh yeah, he's, he's doing a great series. Yeah, um, I definitely. It, it, I God's think it's, really using him. Yeah, in, absolutely. In Striving for Eternity is the website. Visit him there, and you can find all the information there, as well as his book, What Do We Believe, is a great book. Yes. Uh, again, another another person who uh, who has seen the the um, you know how vapid we are in our in our theology, mm-hmm. and wants to do it and make it accessible. Yes. And he does a very very good job of doing that. I mean, we look. I'm a, I'm a theology wonk. I could talk about this stuff and use the languages and yeah. and all that other kind of stuff all day long. None of that matters if nobody cares and nobody understands it. Right. So being able to present this stuff uh, so that we stop being a mile wide and an inch deep and mm-hmm. actually have some depth of what we believe and why it's true. Not why we believe it, but why it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all for that. And he does a great job. With What's crazy to me is I've been listening to him and uh, particularly Matt Slick with Carm for many years. Yes. As well yes. as Slick is great. Uh, a Rappaport and, and to, to now be connect, connecting with him a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. 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 A little, you know, yeah. I don't know if it's weird to get starstruck over yeah. it. <laughs> Hey, whatever. You but know. it, it, you know what? It's it, the reality is though. It, it is, uh, mm-hmm. it is, um, it is attractive mm-hmm. when you engage somebody with the truth in such a way that they'll look at it and say, "Oh, you know." Again, I've never really thought of it that way before, and yeah. he's very good at doing. He is. It's a great podcast. I'll put a link in the description of this video and the podcast. So that way, you guys can go subscribe. It's worth. I mean, every I listen to like. I listen to them every morning. Sometimes I get behind. I mean, it takes ten minutes to catch up on a, on a couple of days worth of them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely worth. Long- All right, and so we thank those guys over at Growth Project Radio. Uh, That's cool. I appreciate that. Um, This is the goal that we try to have. I mean, you can get a real thick systematic theology and learn all the big words, but the reality is a lot of people, that's like, oh, that's overwhelming. That's why I wrote, why do, what do we believe? Because I want something that's accessible to everybody. 
It's great for, for Sunday schools. Uh, it's just great for, you know, people who aren't readers. We have a, a gentleman in my church, and he actually said that my book, What Do We Believe, is the first book he thinks he read cover to cover that's not a comic book. Um, now, this is a guy who, he's a young kid, and I, 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 sorry, I'm at that age where people in their 20s is a kid to me. I'm sorry. But the reality is, is you know, he's not a reader. That's just not what he does. And he was learning things. We were discussing it. And I was amazed in how much he has gotten out of that book. And that, to me, is the greatest praise. Because here's someone that doesn't study, who doesn't read, and understood it. And that's a thrill to me. I, I thank the guys over at uh, the Growth Project Radio. They got a good podcast. I'll drop a link in our show notes for them. And... I appreciate what they're, what they're saying about the podcast. Yes, we can get a lot done in two minutes, guys. Just saying. We just stretch it out over the whole week. <laughs> and, you know, but we've been dealing with different topics on our dailies. And I try to give you something that's quick. So you get just a quick instruction. But then we put it together. Usually give you a whole week's worth so they, they have some theme for the week. And, you know, those guys over there are really doing well in giving some good content, and so I appreciate that. Not just that they give a shout-out here, but I do I do want to promote others. And in light of that, we have a special announcement for you here that you're going to hear some exclusive stuff right now. Well, okay, we have something special for you folks. Maybe you've listened to the past rap reports. This is going to be a familiar voice it's also going to be a familiar voice if you listen to a certain podcast, but we have with us someone who I've had the privilege of having on before on earlier podcasts, Dwayne Atkinson from The Bar Podcast. Dwayne, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, sir. How are you? Doing well. And you have some new things happening at The Bar. I actually can't say podcast. It's actually network. And, and for folks who folks who know about this podcast, we're part of the Christian podcast community, which means as Christians, we want to take all of the, the claim and credit for ourselves and not, we're in competition with everybody. <laughs> no, 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 we're not doing that here. We're a community and we promote not only our podcast, but other podcasts. And even more so, we want to promote a network that's not us. That's crazy. Christians mm. promoting other Christians. This is insane, Dwayne. I know, man precedent or whatever that big word is <laughs> <laughs> unprecedented there you go <laughs> you've been trying to hang out with matt slick too much with these big words just hey keep it simple i, I gotta keep it simple man hey I, you know i'm a simple guy man but matt man he, he make you want to stretch it out a little bit man so. <laughs> <laughs> he loves big words so to tell so you got the bar podcast which yes, stands sir. for biblical and reformed it's it's one of my favorite podcasts um you actually have more than just your podcast. Right. You you guys got Just Thinking, mm -hmm. the Bar Podcast. You got Bars, which, okay, that's the only one I don't listen to. It's <laughs> not because of the content. It has nothing. It has great content. It's just my brain. I, I can't process when there's the music going on behind it like I that. I get it. I get it. I just can't. <laughs> Especially when it's triple speed. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And I now you got a new one. Yeah, man. Tell us what's happening at the Bar Podcast or Bar Network. Yes, sir. So, I mean, just kind of to give you people a backstory, uh, the Bar Podcast um, 
you know, it's a group of friends. We've been friends on the internet for years and uh, we started a podcast and everybody in my, on my team, man, um, you know, kind of been uh, internet friends for years and everybody have their own gifts and talents. And so I wanted a way to uh, give them a platform as well. Cause they all have, you know, voices and we connected with, you know, Daryl Harrison, who's a prolific writer and, Virgil Walker, who's a who's a great guy, and, and Terrence Barlow. Um, so I was able to use the Bar podcast to kind of set, uh, kind of blaze the trail. And uh, when I once I had the trail blaze and had a little following, man, we we brought on Just Thinking with Daryl and Virgil and Bars Biblical and Foreign Spitters with Terrence Barlow, and um, there were people on my team that actually got some podcasts coming. So. Uh, for the ladies, uh, we have uh, She Who Believes, which is on the way. So that's that's kind of exclusive. I'm putting that out here on the rap report. But the recent ad that uh, Andrew's talking about is Pass Through Discussions. This is very exciting for the Bar Podcast Network just because uh, 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 John and, and those guys, I, we, we, we weren't, they weren't a part of the original fold. I'll say that. Um, the people that were originally in the network, people I labeled with, people I, I, I knew pretty well. John came to me, Mr. John Hawkins, with a pastor's discussion, came, and we kind of went back and forth in the inbox. And, um, and you know, we don't just let anybody on the bar, man. I sick my whole team on them. I told everybody to friend request them, check them out, look at all their pictures, listen to all the pie, you know, read everything. You know, I sent my whole team to investigate. And, and you um, got a big team, so that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, exactly, man. I had a lot of eyes on them. So we did that, man, for actually probably about a month and a half. Uh, and, and everybody kind of reported back with the, you know, general consensus that, that they, you know, they were solid. They liked what they saw. And, um, and just this week or last week, we were able to add them to the network and we're super excited because they bring, uh, everybody know the bar is biblical reform. It's not black and reform, even though I am black, but, uh, my man, <laughs> John, uh, 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 Hawkins, man, with, uh, with the pastor's discussion, these are Caucasian brothers that you know want to come in line with us which you know i to me it don't it's not a big deal but i've i've heard it a few times like you know it's a big deal that uh brothers can come together like that like you know i i don't see that but um definitely excited about that thank god for it the shouldn't connection. be a big deal it should not i agree with you i agree we're, with you we're all forgiven by christ right exactly just, just saying <laughs> exactly no i'm with you andrew i'm with you man i i agree but just because it was brought up man i just thought i'll you know paint the picture since we are on radio but uh just just grateful for those guys and they are already uh, uh, impacting the network, coming up with great ideas uh, just for collaborations and things like that. So God is good, man. And I'm, I'm just excited to be able to uh, be a part of it and kind of be a visionary for it, man. And I thank you for the opportunity to tell your listeners about what we got going on at the Bar Podcast Network. Yeah, I mean, look, I, those guys, I've been listening to them. I was thrilled to hear that they were coming over with you. Just thinking, I mean, man, they're killing it. Daryl and Virgil, oh, yes. they are killing it. If, if folks have not been listening to Just Thinking, I mean, you, you, got, I mean, you need to be listening to that one just to see. What, I mean, they're on the cutting edge of issues within Christianity. Mm-hmm. And it, it's one of those podcasts I encourage people, look, you want to listen to Just Thinking, make sure you got a Bible handy mm-hmm. and you are mm-hmm. quick with turning pages. I'm just saying, <laughs> because they are going to rattle off scripture, read scripture. Everything yeah. with them is right from scripture. Yes. And 
I, you know, I don't know how, if, whether Daryl and Virgil are doing all that prep ahead. It sounds like they're rattling it off just from memory sometimes. They're, they're amazing, man. Um, I just, just to kind of piggyback on that, uh, Daryl, he puts in the, the work, the leg work on like content and topics and, uh, notes, you know, they, they, they go, they don't have like a script, but they, he do really do his research. He do his research on events and notes. And, uh, and I'm excited about that, man, because they bring a current event side to podcasting, man. Cause something that I try to stay away from at the bar, I try to be more general and more, you know, resource and, you know, just kind of a, I call it a bar with an appetizer, man. But just thinking is like the daily news. Like they come with the current event and they bring you hardcore scripture. And those guys, they, 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 I'm, I'm in the inbox with them, man. They're, they're shooting scriptures back and forth, shooting articles back and forth. I mean, it's, it's hard work. You know, I let them do all that hard work <laughs> on the content side. I handle all the technology side to make sure they sound good. Well, I'll tell you, son, they, they, the, the, couple of episodes that they've done and i refer to it on one of my recent uh rap reports just the what they're doing on the social justice issues oh yeah you know and and you know i had him on on the rap report and and he was saying how you know being a black person who would be saying this stuff it's mm-hmm. like Dylan's, oh you're an uncle tom you're not really black like excuse me I th- oh, wait let me check my skin color yep <laughs> you know what is this about right is it about the the color of skin or or is it about a political agenda well i think we see what it's really about right but i mean they they just lay it down with so much scripture that mm-hmm. i don't see how any christian could disagree with them when when they get done you'd be surprised oh i'm sure that people <laughs> try but it's like they they lay out the scripture and it's like just rapid fire boom 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 okay okay i submit scripture says that. <laughs> you know and they're so quick with it too i mean it is they pack it in now your podcast you do a lot of interviews you've interviewed some top-notch guys um except for me but other people that are really <laughs> top-notch yeah i i, sh- I was gonna play i, I love the one quote from you when you interviewed me you were like yeah i just thought you're some guy from next to you know taking care of justin peter's table <laughs> then i checked you out <laughs> That was great. But, I mean, you do some great interviews with great people. And, and I, the thing I love about your podcast specifically is you, you bring out in people, like, things that other interviewers don't do. Exactly. And it's the thing. I mean, you, you know, folks who haven't listened, you, you let people introduce themselves. You let people, you know, share what anything of encouragement. You get them answering three bar questions. Uh, so you find out. Well, for most people, what type of music they listen to, except for me. Yeah, you don't listen to music. So <laughs> weird, man. So I weird. <laughs> I just, I, was, I knew that was coming. I looked at my phone and I'm like, there's not one song on my phone at all. Like, there's zero music. Yeah, you need to add Amazing Grace or something, brother. Good grief. <laughs> I, I, I'm bad. I'm bad. I know. I just listen to the bar podcast, you know, over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so look, you get a pass for that, dude. <laughs> folks. Listen, if you're not listening to these different uh, bar podcasts, just thinking, pastors' discussion, the, the, the go to and uh, do you have do you have the one website with them all? Because I know yeah, they have different blogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something we're working on. Um, but if you go to the barpodcast.com, um, you'll definitely be able to find links to 
uh, everybody that's uh, on the network. We have a network tab and um, you'll be able to find, you know, the bar is already there. Just thinking is there. And then uh, Pastor Discussion is also there in the, uh, the bar network tab. And we're waiting to see the rap report coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford you guys, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, it is always great getting together with you, even for a short segment. But I, we're, we at Striving for Terry are thrilled to see what you guys are doing over on the bar network. And we're here to support you in any way we can. And we look forward to seeing what you guys are going to do. Because, I mean, you, are just, you guys are just laying it down and really bringing some real issues that I, I think every one of those podcasts – are content filled and everyone should be listening to all of them. Uh, like I said, I just have problems with one cause I'm, I'm just messed up in the head. And uh, I mean, but the content that they provide, I have listened to several of them. Content is great. It's just, I, I it's some, it's something wrong with me. I, I admit it, but then again, I don't listen to music either. So, you know, Hey, I was going to say you have a disadvantage cause you don't listen to music. So listen to the podcast with music behind it would definitely mess with you a little bit. So yeah, especially, I, I Especially when you listen, I listen to the way my brain is wired. I listen to podcasts at triple speed because it helps me to concentrate more. Mm. If I slow it down, my mind starts to wander and I only half participate in a podcast. And if I really want to concentrate, really want to listen to what they're saying, I actually speed it up. Hmm. It's just a weird way that I have met a couple other individuals that are, are similar that way. It's just my brain is constantly going. And so for me, I speed it up so I can concentrate more. And so the music gets – when you speed that up, try it sometimes. Speed it up and yeah, see what – You already got me curious. I'm, I'm like, okay, I got to listen to it. Speed it up now because I want to hear what you hear. My wife, can't, my wife can't. She's just like – when I'm playing a podcast, she's like, what is that? It's like <laughs> – Sound like the chipmunks. Oh, yeah, but dude, you know, when I hear you speaking now, you sound so slow. Oh, yeah, man. You know – yeah, that's 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 that country, man, that down south, man. So you, you hear me make me sound like I'm from Boston or somewhere. No, wait, well, see, when I listen to your podcast, you sound like you're Jersey, man. Exactly, exactly. You're, you know, talking real quick and getting it, you know, laying it down really quick. No, no, this slow stuff. No, this, like, lay, let's lay back and have some sweet tea stuff. No, 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 no. Yeah, you got to. But I understand. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, so anything else you wanna you wanna update our our listeners with anything any ways we could support you other than subscribing? Which uh-huh. Yeah, no, the, the subscribing is the biggest thing, man. Um, you, you know, our heart at the Bar Podcast Network is we just want to see God glorified and we want to see His people equipped. So. Uh, definitely subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave us comments, reviews, all of those things are beautiful. Um, and we, we definitely appreciate it. And, uh, just be on the lookout for some more shows coming from the bar podcast network. Like I mentioned, she who believes and, uh, we in the works with, uh, another brother as part of our camp releasing a podcast. So I'm just grateful, man, for the opportunity and just, uh, ask you guys continue to keep us in prayer and go to the bar barpodcast.com. And get their stuff. They got hats, T-shirts, all kinds of, of stuff you can get. Cool. When I all I know is when I go to G three, they they blanket the place. Just saying. <laughs> or is that just thinking? Hmm. Both. <laughs> well, thanks for being on here. Thanks, brother, for all you're doing and all that you're doing for the kingdom of God. Hey, Amen. Thank you. 
All right, so that was an update on what's happening on the Bar Podcast. And, you know, they were mentioned in a women's podcast. Uh, I will give a shout-out to a couple other for podcast blogs for women. You know, I, we've been noticing that we've been getting some traffic from a blog site called The Narrow-Minded Woman. And uh, every Friday they put their favorites out, and they have been putting our dailies out all the time, every week. And but I did notice when you go under resources, you know, recommended resources, you don't see the rap reporter striving for attorney. Just saying, Christy, you know, hey, come on, you're you're posting the the podcast each week. Why not put us in recommended resources? But uh, but yeah, that's a that's a resource for women. But I cannot go without mentioning uh, one of I think one of the best female podcasts out there that I know of, and that is Theology Gals. And they are two Presbyterian women. Well, actually, I guess three now because one just gave birth, and so they have another Presbyterian filling in. What is it? They can't. They can't have like a good Baptist woman out there. I mean, really, you know, there are good Baptist women that love to study theology, but they they got to only go with the the Presbyterians. What's up with that? Uh, but some of you may know of Theology Gals. We did a previous episode with Colleen Sharp from Theology Gals. She and I did a podcast together, and we plan to do another one because, well, she's a Presbyterian and I'm a Baptist. We're probably going to be doing it sometime soon where we're going to talk about the Sabbath. Should you? honor it or not. What is the Sabbath? Do the Christians have to do a Sabbath? These are some of the things we'll probably end up dealing, but you know, they, they got over at the bar podcast and mentioning a new podcast for women. And this is a thing with it. You know, for a long time, we have seen where the idea that women can't study theology because they aren't to be teachers and pastors exercise authority. We dealt with that earlier today. And yet, what we end up seeing is that there's many women who want to study theology, who want to study these things out to know God better, to know him more, to know his word more. And there are many podcasts and resources by women and for women. Now, the Theology Gals has a Facebook group that is for women only. How do I know? Well, I tried getting in once accidentally. I just saw that Facebook recommended the group. I said, yeah, join. And they blocked me. <laughs> no men allowed. Uh, but uh, I'm sure there's plenty of men who try to get in there. Sneaky guys they are. But uh, but no, it's for women, and it is a place for women to be able to discuss their differences in theology and different things they, that are theological in nature. So I want to give a shout out to Theology Gals. They just had a friend of mine on on their most recent podcast, Tyler Villa, who was dealing with presuppositional apologetics. I love that brother. Uh, he has a podcast called Freed Thinker. I guess I'm just giving a shout out today on all these different podcasts. The ones I'm mentioning are the ones I like and the ones I don't. Well, let's get to that right after this commercial. We'll deal with one more podcast where some bad things were said. Really bad. The good news is Striving for Eternity would love to come to your church to spend two days with your folks teaching them biblical hermeneutics. That's right, the art and science of interpreting scripture. The bad news is somebody attending might be really upset to discover Jeremiah 2911 should not be their life verse. To learn more, go to strivingforeternity.org to host a Bible interpretation made easy seminar in your area. 
Looking for strategies that will help you engage in meaningful conversations with members of the Mormon Church? Well, if so, take a look at Sharing the Good News with Mormons, a new book produced by Harvest House Publishers and edited by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson and Sean McDowell. Sharing the Good News with Mormons includes 24 helpful essays from two dozen Christian apologists, scholars, and pastors. Pick up your copy at the Utah Lighthouse Bookstore or order directly from MRM.org. You can also get that book at strivingforeternity.org. And, and just to give you an idea, some of the different authors and chapters that are in there, we have Mark Middleberg, Sean McDowell, Matt Slick, Brett Conkle, um, Robert Bowman, Jay, Jay Warner Wallace, Corey Miller, Bill McKeever, um, Michael Wilder, myself. Okay, that was the chapter you don't want to read. But <laughs> Carl, Carl Wimner, uh, we have... Uh, David Geisler, uh, Lynn Wilder, Wilder. If you know, if you're familiar with Mormonism, you know some of these names. Um, and all of these different authors on all these different approaches of how to evangelize Mormons. And you go, well, gee, I don't really witness to Mormons. Why should I get that book? Well, because a lot of the book doesn't deal just with Mormonism, but it deals with ways to share the gospel. My chapter is on open air evangelism. That could be used anywhere. Sean McDowell dealt, dealt with the sharing the reason for God. Matt Slick deals with the reliability of scripture. Um, Jim Wallace deals with the, you know, how do we investigate things? And so all these things will help in your evangelism, even if you're not evangelizing strictly to Mormons. And the nice thing about it is you can read any one chapter completely separate from the others. In fact, all the authors didn't get a chance to read the other authors until our chapters were submitted. So there's not like, oh, you got to read this chapter, then that chapter. All the chapters are about six pages long, quick to be able to read one chapter. So that's the nice thing about it. So we want to deal with Another podcast I heard, I'm going to play an episode, something from that I heard on a podcast, and I want to deal with what was said, because this is just, well, really, really bad um, on the guest's part. And so this is what was said. We're talking about a pastor, and you went from pastor to CEO, not okay. to take too much more of your time, but tell me, is the pastor a CEO? The pastor is a CEO, because he's the chief experience officer Every Sunday that he stands in front of his congregation, he is he is the experience of God on earth for that church. And if they do not see the manifested power of God and, and, and seeing that pastor worship, seeing that pastor being the out front person, then they have no one to follow. He's the chief experience officer of introducing people to the power of God. And then... We, as the parishioners, are the uh, the shareholders? We're the shareholders. We're the individuals who will continue to invest in that experience because it's real. All right. And so let's deal with that because, boy, was there a lot said that was wrong. The CEO, the chief experience officer, really? Is that the role that we see in Scripture for the pastor? Is the pastor supposed to be experiencing the church for other people? Is that his role? I don't think so. That's not what I see in Scripture. He doesn't experience on behalf of others. He doesn't act in the role of Christ as mediator. He doesn't act like a high priest. His job is to be a shepherd, is to care for the people. His job is to teach the people. 
And the job of the pastor, in fact, there's many pastors who do not, are not the person standing behind the pulpit every week. Many churches have pastors that are shepherding people, and they are not dealing with the, you know, presenting an experience for people. Notice what this gentleman said. Um, and, and there's a lot of things I see that are problematic with this. And I'm addressing this only because not to, not to give this person a hard time. He probably means well. Let's take that for granted. He means well. He wants to encourage people. And it could be, I, I don't know what church he's from, what type of background, but I'm, I'm going to guess that maybe he's from a more charismatic type of background where experience is more important, where their worship is going to be more focused on experience. That's not going to be how I'm going to approach worship as far as looking for an experience. I'm going to be looking to be in awe of who God is. That's what worship actually is, is being in awe of God. But this gentleman is, and his his name is Simon, I'll just leave it at that, but Simon is is trying to say that the, the pastor stands up before a congregation and experiences God for them, and because he does that, they then keep it going. They, they can see how to experience God through him. You know what? I was a Christian for two years before I met another Christian. I experienced God. You know how? Through his word. That's right. In his word, I experienced God. I didn't need a pastor. I didn't go to church for the first six years of my Christian life. I was a Christian, for folks who don't know my background, I grew up Jewish. I was not too ready to tell folks that I was a Christian when I first became a Christian, especially not my parents. And for folks who know my background, uh, when my parents did find out that I was a Christian two years later, they actually were casket shopping to bury a to bury an empty casket, and I would be dead to them. And I knew it would be something that serious. There was something that happened in our family's life that prevented that, and I'm very grateful for that, to still have relations with my family. You could pray for that, but I do have better opportunities in the last few years than I've had any time before that. But I, I love my family, love the fact that I can still have relations with them. But that aside, I had it be the ability to experience God, not through the pastor of a church, but through God and his word and prayer. That's where every Christian, a Christian should not have some sort of lifeline to their pastor. That's almost Roman Catholic in a sense, where where you have to be connected to the church and the, the priest to, that you'd call father as a mediator that gets you closer to God. That's not the way it works in Christianity. That's not what the Bible says. And you know what? I'm sorry to say it, but the whole ultimate experience, the ultimate thing for a Christian is not an experience. We do not seek an experience. We seek Christ. Remember what I said about being a little Christian. We want to be made more and more in the image of Christ, of God. That should be our goal. And that's the thing that I think is, is misunderstood by probably well-meaning individuals like this gentleman. He probably means well. And the problem is, is that what he's saying is awful unbiblical. Is is The pastor's job is to shepherd and to teach, not to experience God on behalf of the parishioners. They're not the the stakeholders or, you know, uh, uh, they are to be taught and understand God's word. You know, in fact, one of the things when I when I preach, I might have a very simple goal. Uh, you know, 
when I'm there at a pulpit proclaiming God's Word, I want to provide for people an understanding of God's Word. I want them to have an understanding of what God's Word actually means. So 10, 20 years down the road, they may have forgotten completely about me, the sermon, everything about it, but they come to the text and they go, oh, I know what this means. I remember someone told me this is about this, or this is the background, this is the culture, this is the grammar of it, this is what this text means. That's the goal. It's not to give great applications or illustrations so people would be dazzled with your amazing ability to connect a bunch of scripture verses together and blow people away with the way that you can tie scripture that probably has no connection whatsoever with one another, tie them all together to get people to go, wow, pastor, you're so cool. No, I'd rather them understand the meaning of the text because that's what's really important is that they know what the text means because you know what? You and I, we don't matter that much. I know we think very highly of ourselves, but we should be proclaiming Christ. He's who matters. That's the importance. Not you and I. It's all about Christ. And that's what we should be focused on. You know, in light of that, I want to talk about where I was this past week. This last weekend, I was at California with Living Waters. Maybe some of you have heard of that with ministry that was started by Ray Comfort and they had a TV show with Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron and they have their Ambassadors Academy, something they do each year where they take people out into California, train, and this year was over about 110 people, train them to evangelize and we take them out onto the streets and do handing out tracts, do one-on-ones. Do open air preaching. I had the privilege of leading a team, had a great team. Dr. Anthony Silvestro, Striving for Eternity, was with me. Two of us had a team. We brought our teams together, and we went out and had a great time. Uh, give you two quick stories um, that I encountered. Well, there was the time the Jehovah Witnesses called the police on me, yet they didn't like someone that actually knew what they believed. How dare I? And I just stood near them and kind of proclaimed what they were wrong about because Jesus is actually God. And so they didn't like that. So um, they wouldn't answer my questions. I was like, but aren't you here to answer questions? Yeah. Okay. But that aside, uh, I had a case where I really fumbled. I mean, I had two, two main Muslims. There were four altogether, but two main guys, they were really just, they were giving one of our guys a, a, a little bit of a difficult time because he didn't understand Islam so much. And that's the importance of getting a book like, what do they believe? So you understand Islam and what they believe. But these guys were just Either they really didn't understand Islam or they were really lying to me about Islam, which is acceptable in Islam. You can do what's called taqiyya. You can lie to protect the faith, and I think they were kind of doing that. And they were saying some things. I ended up saying, look, doesn't your Quran teach that we believe Mary is God? And they said, no, it doesn't. And so I had to look up the verse. I give them the verse, and they all start talking in Arabic because I suddenly realized... (gasps) It does say that. Yeah, that's right. The Quran teaches that we believe Mary is God. Why was that a problem? Because I was telling them if if it says that Mary is God, then guess what? It's not from God because that's an error. And so they realized they were in a problem. If the Quran actually teaches Mary is God and we don't believe that, then the Quran could not have been written by God. So they started talking really quick and they just quickly said, you got to talk to our imam. Hey, imam, when you get when you get that email address, please send me an email. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, I actually didn't do well in that conversation, so I thought uh, the guys who were with with me and listening thought I did well. Uh, yeah, I didn't think so. The other guy I talked to was a, a Catholic, and his name is Jose. I ask you to pray for Jose because Jose sent me an email, and 
he is willing to get together and discuss things over dinner. And so I'm going to have a friend of mine that's out in California take him to dinner on me and share the gospel with him. But there's one thing in the email he sent me that's very concerning, and I want to share this with you. In this email, Jose said, now keep in mind that Jose is believing in the Catholic Church because he had a he had a vision in the clouds where he saw God the Father, Jesus Christ, and Mary, and he believes the Catholic Church is true because of that vision. Now, one of the things, how do you know what Jesus looks like in Mary and and Jesus and, and the Father? Because, you know, we don't have photos. And furthermore, the Bible is quite clear that no one has seen the Father at any time. So if you've seen the Father, either you're lying or God's lying. Which one? I'm going to say that God's not a liar, as Titus 1-2 says. But but Jose said this, he said, Mary, the mother of Jesus, is our teacher and the one who put as close to Jesus the same for the saints. We talk to them to recite their advice or support like you do when you have good brothers. Now, here's the thing. Mary may have been the mother of Jesus. She is not our teacher. You know, we addressed this at the beginning. A woman is not going to be a teacher over men. Now, over children, yes, but not over men. And so the reality is what we end up seeing here is this this poor gentleman is believing in Catholic doctrine that Mary, we have to go to Mary to get to Jesus. That's what the Catholic Church teaches, that we need Mary to be a mediator because Jesus has to always honor father or mother and therefore always must honor Mary. Well, why doesn't he have to honor Joseph? I mean, that's his father, right? You know, the reality is they try to say Mary is ever virgin. They try to say she was sinless. Now, the argument they make for why she was sinless is because they say for her to give birth to a sinless being like Jesus Christ, then she had to be sinless. Well, follow that logic through. If that's true, then mother's, then Mary's mother had to be sinless to give birth to Mary and so on and so on all the way back to Eve. Therefore, you'd have to say everyone's sinless. You see, if you're going to say that there's an immaculate conception, don't say it started with Mary. Say it started with the one that's virgin-born, that didn't have any influence of his human father, which is where we see the federal headship come through in Romans 5, 12 and following. When we see that, we see that Adam passed on sin. We have our sin nature through our father. And so be praying for Jose. Um it, it, I hope that he and my friend Eddie get to get together for dinner, and Eddie, being a former Roman Catholic, will be knowledgeable on this and be able to share with him and be able to talk with him. And so be praying for him. That was a great experience, being able to be with the guys at, at Living Waters, being with the guys on my team at the Ambassadors Academy. A shout-out to them. Some great, great guys. Every one of them. Uh, I, I loved every one of them. All of them, just great, humble guys. All of them just Got up, only one guy on the entire team had ever done any open-air preaching before, and all of them just felt that, you know what, we, we feel like we can stand up, we can proclaim God's word in the open air, and each one of them had done that. We, we didn't try to push them, uh, but we were trying to encourage it, trying to encourage them to, to do what, whatever it would take to get all of us out of our comfort zone. And so we're very glad to see how, how they had really had a, a major impact on their life. So I want to deal with a, a favorite section or, or segment of our show after this commercial. 
Striving for Eternity is a Christ-centered ministry focused on equipping people for eternity. And they provide speakers and seminars that come to your church with expertise in theology, hermeneutics, world religions, creation science, evangelism, presuppositional apologetics, church history, and expertise in sexual abuse in the church. For details on their seminars and to request a speaker for your church, go to strivingforeternity.org. Striving to make today an eternal day for the glory of God. Time for Name That Fallacy. That's right. This is the time where we give you a fallacy that you may hear on the streets or other places, and we are going to name that fallacy. There is a fallacy that we often see that people will argue when it comes to things like evolution versus creation. And what you hear people say is that, well, all of the scientists or any scientist of reputation all believes that evolution is true. Okay, so when a person makes an argument like that, is that a good argument? Well, actually, no, it's not. It is a logical fallacy called argumentum ad populum. This is an argument of population. Now, this is an argument where you see a fallacious argument that concludes that whatever the preposition is, in this case, evolution is true, that it must be true because many or most people believe in it. And if most people believe in it, therefore it must be true. Is that logical? Well, you know, whenever I get an argument like that, you know what I always go to? Have you ever heard of a thing called the Holocaust? That's right. In Germany, most people felt it was acceptable to accept the Aryan race as superior to all others, and therefore Jews and blacks and gypsies can all be killed, 11 million of them in fact, 6 million Jews, 5 million blacks, gypsies, handicapped, because this Aryan super race believed they were the majority. And because everyone believed it, therefore, yep, we should accept it. Is that a valid argument? No, it is not. We should not accept arguments like that when they are logical fallacies. And that is the thing. Uh, so we that is today's logical fallacy. We were, uh, thanks to Tony mentioning speakers, I want to sh- give a shout out to some of the speaking events we have coming up. September 14th to the 16th is the Equip NorCal. That will be uh, at in Redwood City, California, Grace Bible Church. That will be Dr. Anthony Silvestro, myself, and Mark Spence from Living Waters will be speaking there on apologetics. There will be in Washington State, Carnation, Washington, September 21st to 23rd, What Do We Believe Seminar. And uh, that is going to be, you can look that up um I should give the shout-outs to them. Uh, you can go for, for Grace Bible Church. Go to gracebibleonline.org to get the information about the Equip Conference. You can go to, for Washington Conference on What Do We Believe, go to SVB. I can't pronounce the name of the town that that church is in, but S is in Sam. I'll just do that. Uh, Valley Bible. Uh, so SVB. Bible is what it actually is. SVBible.church is their website, and they'll have some stuff on that seminar. And the South Jersey Apologetics Conference is going to be September 28th to 29th in Mount Laurel Evangelical Free Church. That's M-L-E-F-C.org, and that's in Mount Laurel, Mount Laurel Evangelical Free Church. I've been the 
privileged to be uh, the keynote speaker there for three years. Uh, this will be the third year, I should say. Um, actually, I was a keynote speaker last year. I should put it that way. Uh, and I, I will be this year. And so there, that's going to focus on more on evangelism. We're going to have an ambassador's evangelism seminar in uh, Idaho. And again, I, what's with these churches with these towns I can't pronounce? But uh, Kutina Community Church, that's Pastor Jim Osmond out there. I get to hang out with a lot of good friends out there, specifically and especially my good friend Justin Peters. He goes to church there. But it's uh, the website for that is, I'm going to spell this out because I know I can't pronounce it, but it's K-O-O-T. E-N-A-I-Church.org. And there's a, a link they have there on the on their website about the conference. We'll actually have all this information in our newsletter coming out soon, so you can go to our newsletter and check that out. Um, sign up for our newsletter on the website, strivingforeternity.org. So those are some events if you want to come out, hear different, ones, different people from Striving for Eternity be speaking. And we appreciate that. So the website to go for, for the rap report or any of the other podcasts that are part of the Christian podcast community is to go to Christian podcast org. And the Christian podcast community is, um, something you can listen to. Um, it is a, we have a bunch of different podcasts out there and, Right now, well, right now, there's just two of them as of today. Uh, we have the rap report and we have the other one is theology answers, but we do have a couple more coming. Um, theology gals, I mentioned them earlier. They're going to be coming to be part of our community. And another one that's going to be coming soon is Justin Peters. So if you, if you do subscribe to podcasts and you subscribe to uh, just the rap report, you're going to hear just the rap report. But if you subscribe to the rap report and maybe the Christian podcast community, really, if you, if you subscribe to the Christian podcast community, you're going to get all of them. The way we're trying to do it is that if you want to get all of them, you can listen to just subscribe to just one, the Christian podcast community, and you'll get all of them. And there's going to be many more coming. If you want to get the individual ones, you get to do that. So whichever way you want, we make it available to you. So that is uh, this week's podcast. It was kind of, I know this is more of just uh, trying to wrap up a bunch of things. Wrap, I guess, the wrap report, wrap up, yeah. No pun intended. Sorry about that. But we wanted to wrap up a bunch of things that we had seen on, on line and different podcasts of things that people were saying that I felt needed to be addressed. Um, there's real concern that I have for folks who don't really think through things biblically and don't want to handle the Word of God accurately. And because of that, they, they jump into different things of trying to reach out and say things that really needs to be kind of toned back and rethought about. And yeah, they, they need to be considering some of the things they're saying and seeing if it's biblical. And unfortunately, not enough people do that. But we here at the Rap Report want to encourage people to do that. And that's why we do it. So thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you, you do us a favor. Share this podcast with others, as many as you possibly can, because the more people that listen to it, the more people subscribe to it, the better it is. Uh, we encourage you to write a review for us on iTunes. The link is in the show notes. It does absolutely nothing. As many podcasters say, 
write us a review because it's going to help us to be higher in the rankings of iTunes. No, it does not. <laughs> it doesn't really. But boy, does it encourage us. You know, I, I went to the Ambassadors Academy, as I mentioned, and, you know, it was just great to have person after person that came up to me said, hey, man, I, I take your classes at the Striving Fraternity Academy or I'm listening to the rap report. I love the teaching you have. Why is that an encouragement? Because you know what? I'm sitting here behind a microphone. I don't see another person right now. It's just me and a microphone. When I do the Striving Fraternity Academy, it's me and a video camera. I can't even see the moderator who moderates the chat and sends me messages. So the reality is it can get kind of, well, not really depressing, but it, it, it you really don't know the impact that the ministry has. And so when you guys write reviews, it is a great encouragement to all of us at Striving for Eternity to know that we're, we are making an impact in your life that encourage us to keep doing this work that we're trying to do. Cause a lot of what we're doing is online and a lot of it, we don't get to see the fruits, but we look forward to the day in heaven where we're going to meet all of you. And we're going to know that because of the, the hard work that we're putting in, that you're receiving some fruit for it from it. And so that's the, the thing we really look forward to. But if you want mind writing a review, hey, that's great. You can always email us if you have questions or suggestions for topics or anything. Even if you don't like something we say, hey, let's talk about it. Maybe you got a good point I need to change. You can email us at info at strivingforeternity.org. That's info at strivingforeternity.org. And until next week, or if you listen to the daily, That'll be tomorrow. Uh, remember to go and strive to make today an eternal day for God's glory. This podcast is part of the Striving for Eternity ministry. For more content or to request a speaker or seminar to your church, go to strivingforeternity.org.